Welcome to Podcast Therapy. I'm your host, Suzanne Whitman. Let's face it, trying to find a new podcast is like going down the proverbial rabbit hole. But if you're listening to Podcast Therapy, I do the work for you by featuring favorite podcasts from friends, listeners, and even interviewing the podcasters themselves. Join me every week for a new episode because podcast therapy is cheaper than retail therapy. Are we recording? I think so. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Barbara. How Hi, are Suzanne. You? How are you? I'm good. I'm actually, um, you know, it's three o'clock in the afternoon and I'm drinking a cup of coffee, which I never do because I'm freezing and I'm in my basement and it's the weather has been so horrible and I need a pick me up. Yeah. So, yeah. It's okay. It happens. So what did you end up doing yesterday? You said you were just going to go take a drive. Um, I ended up not, yeah, I ended up not doing that, believe it or not. Um, yeah, the weather was so awful. So for those who don't know, you know, we're in Wisconsin. So one day it can be sunny and 40 degrees in March, and then it can be minus five and wind chills or whatever. Right. So yesterday ended up being, uh, where we had like some showers and kind of sleet and the roads weren't great. And I was like, no, and it was gray. And I was like, no, I don't really feel like going out. So unfortunately I didn't go and do anything. So I'm going to have to try it again to get away and run away. I keep telling everybody I'm running away from home. So at <laughs> well, some at least point, it was 40 degrees, right? Like it yeah. could have been negative two in the same weather. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's so unpredictable. It's crazy. So we'll see. I'm hoping maybe next weekend I can run away instead, but do you guys now, have any flooding in our home? We're, no. Well, our, our backyard looks like a, you know, lake, oh. a lake, a pond, a retention pond. I don't know. I didn't realize we, we moved and had a pond on our property, but now we do. And no, we, we live on an act. We live like where there's an actual lake. Oh, retention so, so we, <laughs> do, we don't need another one. <laughs> you don't have a fake lake. Like I do fake lake. No, no, we don't. Thank goodness. But yeah, no, the, I had just gotten my car wash. Okay. This is so boring for everybody, but I had just gotten my car wash oh, Thursday morning and I was like, Ooh, my car looks really nice. And then I was like, Oh, the rain's coming. And now it's like my car's dirty again. So I don't think it's boring. Cause that's part of this, right? Like your, your podcast therapy is also about friends who kind of just catch up and talk. It's so. really about my therapy. <laughs> Suzanne's therapy. She likes to talk. Gee, what podcaster doesn't like to talk? No. (laughs) I learned they do. We have this, um, we have a ditch in front of our house, you know, and then, so it's filled right now with water because we had tons of rain. And uh, we we say it's a moat, like it's our moat. We Uh live in a castle and that's our moat right there. You know, that's cool. That's an alligators. And I'm just kidding. There's not. We don't live in Florida. Oh, so Barbara, you know, we, when did, did we meet just, it wasn't last year. It was two years ago already. Wasn't it? Years? I, I don't know. B, BC before COVID after COVID. We met, COVID? we met during COVID. During COVID. Right. Cause I had changed jobs and uh, started working in the Green Bay area. And I don't remember if, how we connected, if someone connected us together, 
I don't remember. Um, but it basically was through the very long name of our group that we founded called the Northeast Wisconsin Asian Pacific Islander Desi American Professionals Group, the new APITA or just APITA is what we call it. And so I think we met on Zoom first. And uh, like I said, I don't know if someone was introducing us or if we if we set this up, I'm not sure. I think basically you were just trying to get your Asian friends together. But th- that's the thing, right? Like there's not a lot of Asian people here in this mm-hmm. area. So mm-hmm. really when you try to say, hey, you know, there's a new Asian person or there's an Asian person in town. It's like, oh, well, we should probably know them because, you know, there's like five of us. No, there's more than five. But- it seems like there's only five <laughs> because those same people are always doing something <laughs> and always around. I'm like, oh, look, you're here. Yeah. Um, and I think by happens you and I actually talked on the phone first. I remember this oh, now. We okay. talked on the phone first. Someone introduced us. I don't know who. Um, it was when uh, New Apita was, you know, we were trying to get that going. And, uh, and yeah, we talked on the phone and then we met on Zoom. And I don't think I met you in real life until, oh my goodness. Might've been like a year later or something. A crazy. year later. And yeah. then we just keep seeing each other, which is great. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. But it's, it's funny how you're like, oh, this one Asian person's trying to do this and you need to connect with this other Asian person because mm-hmm. there's not many of us around. So I know that you probably told me uh, when we first met or with within the group, you know, kind of your story. Uh, but I feel like it would be really um, helpful for the listeners to know what is your story? What is your background? Where did you come from? Obviously from, you know, what we just said, they know that you're Asian, but there's lots of different kinds of Asian people. So why don't you share your story with us? So the funny thing is, you know, I listen to your podcast and I'm like, oh gosh, what's Suzanne going to ask? And I'm like, okay, well, if she asks this, then I'm going to talk about this. And she, so one of the things you usually ask is like background. And I'm like, oh, I could just totally just be like, you know, just like you with your name and my name, it doesn't sound Asian. Mm-hmm. So we kind of just, I feel like that's something like, we could hide behind like this is my name until you pop up on the video screen and you're like oh oh okay that that's what you look like it's like no I'm not a 60 year old Hungarian lady like that I know that's my name (laughs) but I promise you I'm not I'm not I'm not um and then just you know you and I speak English really well which is like Mm -hmm. a backhanded comment but you know it's true and then same thing like okay we'll talk on the phone you know this is my name 60 year old Hungarian lady speaks English pretty well. And then, oh, she pops up. So face sometimes doesn't go with the voice, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> so who are you really? Who are you really, Barbara? Um, so I identify myself as like a first generation Vietnamese American. Mm. Like first generation coming from immigrant parents. You know, my parents came here and then I was first one in my family born here. Um, and we lived... I've my claim to fame is that I've lived in every time zone in the continental US, including Arizona, which doesn't change their time zone. So whenever there's like those like icebreaker things that you go to those professional events, like that's that's my like two truths and a lie. Okay. Yeah. Which I find really interesting. Like people here, like when they hear that, like, oh my gosh, you've lived how many places? And it's like, it's so true. Cause a lot of people who live here are from here or you know, have moved back here. Mm-hmm. But like they don't, you know, moving around for me, at least having this transient life Mm -hmm. growing up was just normal. Mm -hmm. 
whereas you know it's not it's not normal let's be real living in every time zone in the u.s is probably not a normal <laughs> it's not normal and in, in fact you talking about two truths and dare we did this at work uh, a couple months ago maybe it was christmas or something and um I had said that I lived in, I've lived in 11 different countries and they were like, no way. And I'm like, well, and after we were done with it, I was like, oh yeah, I haven't lived in 11 different countries. I visited 11 different countries. I've only lived in three different countries, but um, a lot. it's still a lot for a lot of people because what I found here, and I'm going to say mostly in the Midwest is if you're born here, many people and again, I'm just generalizing, but many of the people that I have met basically are born here, live here and stay here. And maybe because they like it, right? It's just, that's the way it goes. Or they were able to find a job and felt like this was the job they could stay in for a long term. Whereas in our case, you know, whether it was me moving because of my father's job or me moving because of my husband's job, um, you know, we did move a lot. So you too, you also moved a lot. You spent a great deal of time where again? I remind me. Uh, well, the last my last stop was Phoenix, Arizona, so okay. that's why I tell people I'm from Phoenix. Okay. Um, but it's funny you say that. So, in, so I work in economic development. I work for a regional economic development organization, and so in that role, you know, we always try to workforce. Workforce is like mm-hmm. a big topic right now, right? Like talent, talent shortage, workforce shortage, things like that. So, like. It's interesting that you say about how people like they are from here, they live here, they find a good job or they move away and they come back. Like in my world, that's a good thing. Like, you know, like we want people to stay. We, right. and meanwhile, I'm like, oh, well, I've lived here and I lived here and lived <laughs> here and, and now I'm here. So I think to me, because I've moved around so much, like meeting a, a Midwest boy in Phoenix and that's what happened, met, met a boy mm-hmm. and he's from here. And just meeting him and like, just knowing that he's like solidly from the Midwest. I don't know. There was like an appeal to that, Mm. like knowing like the Midwest values. Right. right? And then just when we decided to move, it was like, and he wanted, he had the pull to move back home. Like I was like, okay, sure. But his hometown was like 15,000 people. And I was like, yeah, next biggest city. So Green Bay it was, um, but there, there is something to be said about the Midwest value and traditions and whatnot. Now, with that being said, I'm totally for like my kids, you know, staying here and like, you know, going to the same elementary school, high school. And this is a weird thing for me. Like I'm looking at my kids now who are eight and nine mm-hmm. and they're second and fourth grade and looking at the other kids who are in their class and thinking, gosh, you guys are going to graduate high school with these kids. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that is such like a weird thought mm-hmm. and I'm sure like your listeners or people from here or the area like they hear that and they're like of course like why is she even saying that but like right. to me that's such a weird thought to think oh my god she's known these kids since she's been in like daycare even mm-hmm. you know like 4k and then they're gonna graduate high school together that's just so bizarro to me but fast forward I, I tell them all the time like I want them to leave like mm-hmm. I love this region I really do but I want them to leave. And even if it's just to go to another city for college or whatever, mm-hmm. like leave and then come back. So you can bring back those like ideas and those thoughts and then just explore, you know, and then come back. Yeah. And then, then come back to the area. Yeah. I think too. Um, and maybe, I don't know, does this have anything to do with the fact that, you know, your parents were immigrants? I don't know. 
Um, but I think about with me, you know, we moved. So, and I've told this before, so this is boring for people who've heard it already, but my parents are both from the Philippines. They met in Montreal, Canada. That's where I was raised. But then um, when I was in fifth and sixth grade, we moved to Argentina and we lived there for two years because of my father's job. And then we moved back to Canada. So one of the things that happened for me, which was really weird was, you know, I left um, Montreal. Well, it was the suburbs of Montreal, but I left elementary school and then was gone for two years. And then when it, by the time I came back, I was starting um, middle school. And I remember some of the kids, like, I remember there was one kid, oh, I should just name his name right now. No, I'm joking. Um, I, remember one, out. <laughs> I remember one, he, you know what? We follow each other on LinkedIn. No, um, we do. But I remember him saying, I remember you, didn't you used to go to school here? And it's like, yeah, yeah, I did. So, but then, so that was it. And then I ended up graduating with everybody. And then we all moved on to different colleges and everything. But then when I moved here and I was following my husband's career, we moved every three years, just about. And so same thing was, you know, I, my, I didn't keep the same friends here. I am. I didn't have the same friends because my friends were you know, back in Canada, or I had friends that were from college, which was from here, or, you know, then we moved to this town and this town and this town. And then it was like you said, transient. Um, so when I hear like right now where we live has been the longest we've stayed in one place, our whole married life and people around here, they've known each other. They're like, Oh yeah, that teacher used to, she used to teach me and she teaches my kid and she taught, you know, and I mean, they've known each other since they were little. Um, which I guess can be good or bad. <laughs> yes. It's kind of, it's kind of sweet, but he, around here, everybody knows everybody's business, whatever. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So you're Arizona and then ended up in green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, now you're doing economic development. Uh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about workforce development, economic development, what's going on in, in, in our world. What do you, what do you see happening right now? No one has the magic bullet. Like literally mm. everyone is scrambling for talent, yeah. right? Um, so in economic development, something that historically was the case was usually it's um, companies would relocate somewhere and then their workforce would follow. Like that's mm. just historically how economic development was done, especially in my world, because I do a lot of business attraction. Mm -hmm. The companies just relocate wherever they thought was best for their company, right? So it's really interesting how there's like the shift now where it's like, we really have to now cater to the people because mm. companies are now following the people. So the way that you look at things and market things. So like, um, like here in Northeast Wisconsin, we talk a lot about like our amenities, our four seasons, our seasonality, mm -hmm. you know, and it caters to a certain type of people who like that thing, those things, you know, mm -hmm. um, coming from Arizona, like hot and hotter, like <laughs> I love the four seasons. Yeah. You know, I love like, there's this change and it's like a sense of renewal now on days like today where I'm like, oh my gosh, like it just needs to end. Like I'm done. Like, you know, those I was going to say, everybody fun. should ignore everything we said in the beginning. Oops. Sorry. For those who are interested in living in Northeast Wisconsin, Green Bay is a wonderful place to reside. <laughs> It's awesome. Now we're outdoorsy people, right? So like, I think anyone who lives in Phoenix can really agree with me and say, yep, when it's hot and hotter, like it's 120 degrees outside. You can't do anything, literally cannot do anything. But like here, yeah, you have your days where it's really, really cold. But like 
on some nicer winter days, we can go like ice fishing or we can go snowshoeing or cross country skiing. Like Mm -hmm. there's activities. Whereas literally when it's like 120, you can't do anything. And that's like 120 for like weeks on end. Right. Right. I do have to admit, and I think that where I grew up, um, you know, East coast, essentially it's very similar with the four seasons. And I did like that, especially for my kids when they were young. So if anyone's thinking, you know, of moving here, it's really beautiful in the fall. And I, that's my favorite time of year. And then of course I can't imagine celebrating Christmas without seeing snow and, you know, the, the evergreen trees that are out there covered with snow. I mean, it's, it's just wonderful. And then I, of course I look forward to summer and spring and all of that, but I think I really appreciate the warm weather because of right now where we just struggle, where it's colder and sometimes it's raining and sometimes it's snowing. Um, so yeah, no, I think, I think there's an attraction. And as you were saying before too, about like when you met the boy, right. Who became your husband, um, the value system that's here overall, uh, has been, you know, two things I think about one being the Midwest work ethic, right. That it seemed, I mean, that was something that my father told me about when we moved here was that people here work, right? It's, and I get it. Um, and then the other was a term that some people actually don't like, I've realized, um, is Midwest nice or Wisconsin nice. <laughs> You've heard that. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I think it's like, what is it they say about people in the South that, you know, they're nice to you to your face, but then <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, they say, they say things and you're like, oh, okay. That sounded nice, but really it was like a backhanded comment. That's it. Yeah. That's what it is. But in general, in general, um, people here are nice. And I've actually listened to, I, I have family that's on the East coast, like in the New Jersey area. And I actually have been listening to a podcast, which you're familiar with, um, that it's two comedians that are originally, well, for a stint, they were out of Brooklyn. And then they talk about how like people are so mean in New York and New York city and how they just like, you know, tell you to F off and you know, they just, everybody hates you and whatever. And I'm like, you don't find it here. In fact, one of my first experiences, and I don't know if I've shared it on the podcast, but I remember when I moved out here and for some reason, I don't know, I was taking a walk with my parents, which sounds really strange, but we were just walking down the street and somebody was coming toward toward us and they said something like, good morning. And I was like, "What? <laughs> why did that person just talk to me? Like, who, do you know them? Do you know them? I, they just said good morning to us. Like what's going on here? But that's what they do. They do that here. So everybody, if you want to move here, cause it's such a beautiful region, um, people will say good morning to you for the most part or good after or say hi, or they're just kind of, you know, to strangers. They are actually like that. Well, I remember going to the grocery store for the first time here and the cashier just like, you know, talking to the person in front of me, talking to me, talking to the person behind me. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, come on, I'm coming from Phoenix where it's like, just get your stuff and go. Like, am I allowed to curse? Like, just get your shit and go. Like, yes, you are. Pay for let's go. Like, I don't have all fucking day. You know what I mean? (laughs) But no, here it's, it's so nice. The cashier actually like, you know, asks how you're doing, talks about whatever, blah, blah, blah. And like, it was so refreshing. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, it was so refreshing because I'm like, oh my gosh, these are like my people. 
like, yeah. cause I'm like that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm super like, I, I really liked and enjoy getting to know people and talking to people and taking the time. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I've always been. So like to meet people like that, like it was just so refreshing because I'm, you know, that was the one thing about living in bigger cities or bigger areas is, is the fast pace of life. Like, yeah, I can hang with like the fast pace and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, I'm, my preference is this, you mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. just saying good morning to a stranger as you're walking by just, just right. does. Well, um, and even, even like, okay. And yes, you know, day and age and things are things happen everywhere and there's crime everywhere. So you can't dismiss that. But I remember even growing up on the East coast where it was, you know, when I would walk home alone at night, let's say in a downtown area where I would have like my, you know, my house key or my car key, like, you know, in between my oh, yeah. fingers. Right. Cause you're and like, done that. Yes. just in case somebody attacks you. I mean, that's how we were raised. It was like, don't talk to the strangers on the street you know, even if they're asking for money or whatever, you don't like, you don't even like acknowledge that someone is talking to you if you don't know who they are. And so that was very much how that's how I functioned. And then coming here and then people are just talking to you. You're like, wow, that's just, I can't believe it. So, but okay. So good things are happening. I'm sorry. Did you want to say something else? No, I was going to say too. The other thing about it too, you you talked about this earlier, how everyone kind of knows each other. And I love our region because really it's like a big it's like a big city, but little city at the same time where you don't necessarily see people all the time that, you know, but right. when you do like doing what I do, it, it's building regional prosperity, right? Like for all. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm not just doing it for me and my family because right. I feel like that's a very selfish thing. I feel like I'm doing it for our community. So our region, and I'm doing it for my friends because mm-hmm. you Suzanne live in our region and you are my friend and mm-hmm. I'm doing it for the betterment of people like you. So that's, that's kind of how I personalize what I do as a region. Mm-hmm. Like, and when you go out to like the grocery store and you, you see your neighbors or you see like other parents or you see people that, you know, like that personal connection to me, like mm-hmm. you don't get that in a big city. Like when I did what I did in a big city, like it was all about like, yep, what's in it for me or what's in it for my company you know, what's in it for this, but like here, it's truly a feeling of what's in it for my community. That's true. That is so true. I would agree with that. And of course, you know, both of us, um, whether we're, you want to call it business development. I mean, we've both been in this area where that's, that's what you need to do. You need to establish those relationships. And it's certainly a lot easier when you see people, I, I think that's the best time, right? You see people outside of the meetings or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, they're shopping at the same store or they're participating in the same event or concert or farmer's market or whatever it is. Right. And it's kind of nice to see people outside of the typical work elements. So, yeah, and we do. And really we, there is a lot to offer. Um, obviously green Bay home of the green Bay Packers. So, you know, we've got that going for us, which is awesome. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's a workforce. Like you were saying, we're no different than any other place uh, right now struggling with, um, you know, the retirement of the baby boomers. This was predicted, you know, years ago that this is eventually going to happen and moving into a lot of our, we have very strong manufacturing base here. So we're moving into automation and um, so AI. things are changing AI, right? And things are changing and it is for everybody else too. But, you know, I think one of the things that, we both try to do um, is trying to retain the talent that is here. And so um, even in, in the nonprofit world that I work in, you know, I have a program where I'm, I've got um, 
basically taking girls and showing them what's available um, outside of what they're used to. So like showing them that there's manufacturing plants or there's jobs that maybe their parents don't do. And you can go to a four-year university here at the University of Wisconsin Green Bay. We have technical colleges. And then the idea is there is this whole world here and you can learn here and you can work here. And that's what makes it appealing. And so, cause there are some people who don't want to move, right? They want to stay near family. They want to stay near the area. They feel very comfortable here. They might not be comfortable with change. Some of us are just used to change. And so we can go wherever we have to go. Um, but there are some people who just want to be comfortable and, and stay with the familiar. And so, yes, we both do the work where we're just trying to get people to, you know, understand and realize this is a nice place to raise kids and raise a family and have friends and do things when we're able to go back to some kind of normalcy outside of Zoom meetings, um, which we're getting there, but that's a whole other story. And I feel like every podcast episode, we talk about COVID, so let's not. Uh (laughs) Did I ever tell you my idea of talent recruitment for the state? I wish like, you know how you ever have those like million dollar ideas and you're like, oh, if only, if only we can do this. It's so silly. It's the plus one program. No, no. No. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's, it's just like what, what my husband did, right? Like we, we have like a stipend amount, like we say X number of dollars as a recruitment tool. Yeah. And then we send our kids away. Like, yeah, you go to school or you graduate or you graduate high school, whatever, but go away and we'll give you half now to just go away. Like leave leave the state, go somewhere, live your life, have, have, live your best life and then come back. But when you come back, you have to bring a plus one. And then that's where you get your second half of whatever the stipend amount is. So have you shared this with any? No, (laughs) I just joke. I jokingly have told people like, it's my plus one program. Like, and if you plus more, that's even better. Like, so like, if you go out to the world and you, you, you get married and then you end up having kids or whatever, mm-hmm. and then bringing more back. And then like, what about their family? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like our, our, our background, our heritage is very generational. Like what mm-hmm. if like your mom decides to come with you because, you know, she wants to be By the grandkids. now with the grandkids. Yeah. yeah. So like, so it's like, I joke and I have told people, I'm like, we should totally do like a plus one program for our state. Like somehow figure out a way to like, you know, pay our kids to leave. And then when they come back, they get their second half. That's it's not like, the worst idea in the world. I'm just like, it's like the mob <laughs> first, and then you finish the job and you get your second half. Here you go. I'm scared that, that you know this about the mob or that you've just been watching too many movies, but, um, oh my gosh, that's hysterical. I'm like, as you're talking, I was like, can someone like create an app or like, what does this come out of? Like, this doesn't, is this out of economic development? Is, is it coming out of workforce development? What part of the government needs to take care of this? Oh Who needs to hear this podcast right now at oh this gosh. moment? Yes, yes. <laughs> this show note. No, that's not like, that's not the worst idea. I think that there was another, at one point, I feel like I heard someone talking about something like that, but not exactly like that, but trying to draw people back in um, some kind of like boomerang something or other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and they already have an affinity, right? So like, mm, right. If you have a boomerang program and you, you do a plus one program on top of it, like you send should the kids start away. this. You should I start should. it. 
Yeah. I don't know how, what it looks like. I mean, I don't, well. I, yeah. how do you, what is the monetary value? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Yeah. Never mind our, our new APITA group. Let's <laughs> let's talk about workforce development challenges and how are we going to solve them? Has everyone turned off the podcast yet? Because it's getting a little bit too business-like. Um, <laughs> Because this oh. is what we talk about. I know. I feel like <laughs> in the, the first couple of episodes, all I did was talk about supply chain because I was so upset that there was no peanut butter and ramen noodles or something. Even though, what was I? Oh, I went grocery shopping today and this morning. And um, I said to my husband, you know what? I think the next shortage is cotton because I needed to buy these, you know, the, the cotton pads like for facial to take the makeup off. And like, there was, there was one thing left and like I mean there was like other like q-tips or whatever but I was like there might be a shortage my husband was like you always say because when you see the empty shelf you think there's a shortage I'm like that's a sign isn't it if the shelf is empty that's a sign that there might be a shortage in this area yeah he just puts up with me love it (sighs) well anyway I know that you are um like me and like a lot of people that I talk to, we are super busy. We're always involved in so many things, whether it's boards or committees, or um, as I had said with our last guest, extracurricular work that we do out there. But one thing that you are trying really hard to do is be super efficient. And so um, let's kind of talk about that. And then let's go into the podcast that you're listening to, which I did listen to. And I was like, oh my gosh, I might have to really listen to this because they actually gave practical tips on how to be more productive. So um, tell me about that kind of journey for you and and how you got to this podcast. Yeah. So I actually didn't start listening to podcasts until about uh, three months ago. So I am a, it was because of me. I think so. (laughs) Honestly, I think so. Like it was just one of those, like, wow, you know, like I have this 15, 20 minute commute, like, but you also travel a lot for work. You have, I do travel a lot for work. Yeah. Um, but in reading just, I mean, Mm. I'm a big avid reader, but I don't really have time in my day to read, Mm -hmm. you know, as much as I'd like to. So I was like, what can I do? That's like quick and fast. And like, you know, I'm listening to music mindlessly anyways, let me listen to podcasts. And I, I honestly think that you were the one who like Turn me on to podcasts. Woo-hoo. So I noticed that um, on my phone, you know, I can download different podcasts. I'm like, yeah. let me give this a try. Like, maybe I'm just not looking at the right thing. Mm-hmm. So like, I started on like the whole, like everyone was talking about like true crime stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, not, not for me. Like not it. And then I started thinking like, what can be helpful for me? Like, what are the books that I read? So mm-hmm. books that I like to read are business books. I know I'm boring. so I was like oh there's like mindset stuff and there's efficiency stuff and I'm like there's like a whole section of like business motivational like podcasts I'm like perfect so I started listening a few you know you listen to them you're like oh this is really good like yep I'm gonna keep them in my library and this one and not so much but I landed on this one um and it's called oh my goodness I should probably know it. I just know who it's from Mm -hmm. Um, it's called the productivity show, but it's by Asian efficiency. And that's like, to me, that's perfect and hilarious all in one, because, you know, Asians are probably stereotypically known to be efficient, right? Like mm-hmm. hard workers. Um, 
but I just love the fact that they're, they're the company name is Asian efficiency. And mm-hmm. so like, I was like, huh, the productivity show, like, yep, that's what I need. Like that, these are the things that I need. So, um, you know, they, they, they go into different types of apps and, and, and sites and things that are very helpful to you and make you more productive in life, which is great. Um, I think my favorite ones though, are the ones that, um, are really about like, not product, more like life tips. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. So mm-hmm. like, they talk about like, you know, they talk about like wellness apps, I think is one of the latest ones that they did. Um, that, uh, yes, that's great. If that's what your focus is for me, I really liked one of my favorite ones that they recently did was how to say no. Mm. And they give you like real, real life tips. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for me to say no to people. Like mm-hmm. really hard, you know? And so when I saw that, I'm like, oh, perfect. I need to listen to that. So like one of the great takeaways that I took from that was like, you put, people put deadlines, like you put deadlines on yourself. When someone mm-hmm. asks you to do something, mm-hmm. like, you know, I go, hey, Suzanne, do, do you think you can help me with X, Y, Z? And then Suzanne, you're like, sure. And like, without asking me more, you just put a deadline on yourself. Oh, Barbara asked if I can get X, Y, Z done. Right. Mm-hmm. One of the tips they gave was asking. Like it sounds mm-hmm. so simple. Like, you know, you go, hey Barbara, when do you need XYZ done? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, oh yeah, you're God. actually helping me right now because um I had a similar situation and and I was asked to do a bunch of things and because I'm like you, and that's why we get along. Uh, don't want to say no to people. Right. And I was like, yes. And in fact, my email response was yes, yes, yes. And then I was like, then all these emails started flooding in and I was like, oh my gosh, when am I going to be able to do all this? And really what I need to do is get back to those people and say, what's the timeline on this? And maybe I can't do all of that. Maybe I can do some of that because I am feeling kind of overwhelmed right now, which is again, why when you mentioned this podcast in particular, I was like, yeah, I could learn something from this because, yes. um, and I think all of us can. And I, I have talked about this in another podcast, but I do feel like I thought we, I was hoping that because of the pandemic, we kind of learned, you know, like, Hey, it's not all go, go, go. Like we realize we have to stop because we're at home and we're working from home. And then we had to feed our child or something. Right. And, and I thought maybe we would get it and we would, as a, as humanity, we would slow down and be like, okay, priority is our family. And I don't know when the floodgates open to people getting back and getting back to the workplace or getting back out to see people, I feel like it's worse than ever mm-hmm. that it's like, everything is being asked of you to do it and to get it all done now. That's, that's why, right. Yesterday. And that's why me wanting to run away from home is the reason I wanted to run away from home is because there's just seems to be no end to all the things that are, and, and maybe partly it is my fault because I say yes. Um, but I'm finding that it's just overwhelming. So I mean, so I'm learning that there's ways to say no. Okay. So you're going to tell me and teach me right now. Yeah. Just, just that asking, asking that's the question. question. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, when do you need this by? Okay. You know, like that is to me is so simple. Yeah. Like you're saying I can, yes, I can without yeah. saying I can do it right now. 
Like yeah. just managing those expectations. Well, and also don't you think like the pressure you put on yourself, if you don't know when it's due, you're thinking, you're thinking, are they thinking that it was like, they want it this week or are they thinking, has she started or, you know, then you're going through and then you're, you're just mentally, you're like, oh my gosh. And they might yeah. not be, they might be like, Hey, if she gets it done in six months, like not a big deal, but you don't know because exactly. you're putting this additional pressure on yourself because you don't have, you don't have the answers to that question. Oh, it's so good. Yes. Yes. And then I love that they start the show with three, um, three resources. So like, like sometimes it's like a book or sometimes it's a website or sometimes it's an app or sometimes it's, you know, so like if you find whatever it is that is valuable from them, Mm -hmm. they give you resources. So additional resources for you to listen to or to read about or whatever the case may be. So another episode that really got me was um, how to get over a bad day. Mm. You know, it's like, we've all had bad days. Mm -hmm. Like some are worse than others. Some you can get over quicker than others. Some that you're just like, my life is over and I'm done. Like (laughs) this is it, you know? Right. So like, I try to always go in things with the mindset of like, I'm always trying to take away at least one thing. Right. So like that, just say, no, my one thing was, yep. I'm just going to ask clarifying questions so then I can better understand when deadlines really are and can Mm -hmm. I say yes I can get to it but I won't be able to get to it until whenever they need it right so this other one was um how to get over a bad day well two things one is they actually say to verbalize it which I found really interesting Hmm. they said they actually like say it and like whether you share it with like a girlfriend or whether you share it with your spouse or whether you're just in the car and just verbalizing it like that release Mm. is supposed to be good which I thought interesting yeah um have you tried always, that have you um, tried that not not in not well, since actually I listened to that. actually you vented to me that one time. I, I did I've, I've vented <laughs> to girlfriends before yes um I want an episode on that because yeah. you know I'm venting yes yeah because I've done that because sometimes I have and so that's why I'm asking like I know we talked a little bit and then before, because we had a meeting on Zoom and then, um, so we, we vented a little bit to each other, but then I'm wondering, is venting out loud in your car crazy or does it work? <laughs> I, 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 th- I would feel it's therapeutic, right? Because okay. whether you're just letting it out instead mm. of like letting it simmer yeah. like have you ever had like think through a problem and was like let me just verbalize this and sometimes verbalizing just helps you like figure it out I, I feel like it's that same concept well that's how I that's how I work best is when we have meetings with other people and we're talking about whatever it is we're talking about and I feel like as people are talking my mind is going and thinking oh you said this and you said that what if we tried this? Whereas it's more productive for me that way, as opposed to me just saying, okay, how am I supposed to fix this on my own? So, so yeah, maybe there's a thing there. We'll have to try that. The other tip they said was what kind of advice would you give a friend mm-hmm. and give that to yourself? Mm-hmm. So actually this what happened the other day. I had a friend who called me and she was having a really bad day. It wasn't you, Susanna, someone else. <laughs> Everyone's going to think I always have bad days. <laughs> no, it wasn't you. Sometimes I do. It wasn't me. Not this time. Okay. 
And she called me and she was just having a really crappy day with something to do with work. And she just felt like she let the team down, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, everyone's been there. We've all been there. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, where you like made a decision and you're like, crap, was that the right decision? Hindsight's 2020, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, her, her, the end of the day, she said, and that's so cliche. I hate when people go at the end of the day or low hanging fruit, like all these like terms, like I know I, I try to avoid, avoid those if I can. And here I just used it. So she said, no matter what she thinks the outcome would have been the same. Mm. It's just the road in which it got there. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was like, well, you know, again, trying to think back, okay, if I was having a bad day, what kind of advice would I give a friend? Mm-hmm. So I gave her that advice. You know, I said, you know, look, the outcome wouldn't have been any different. Like it just, it would have been the same. Maybe it would have changed just a smidgen, but not enough that, you know, it would have been a positive or a negative outcome. Like that's not where we're at. Like it's just, it's either a positive, like plus 10 or a positive plus five. And it it ended up being a plus five instead of a plus 10, but that's okay. You know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, I just found myself helping her out and thinking to myself, like, this is exactly what, they were talking about on the productivity show, like what advice would I have given myself or a friend had I had a bad day and I'm giving her advice. So next time I have a bad day, I would just have to remember what would I tell a friend who was having that bad day? Cause once you personalize it, I think that's the thing, right? Like, yeah, you're all in the feeling you're all emotionally connected to it, but like yeah. if you step away from it, it's easier So I do something similar, but it's, it's on the other end. Um, I was at an event and one of my coworkers was with me and there was music involved. And so we were kind of in the back and we were goofing around and like dancing and singing out loud and all that and laughing. And people thought probably we'd been drinking, but we hadn't, we were just overtired and um, we were laughing and she, I don't know if she gave me a look or we said something, I don't know. And I looked at her and I said, who cares that we look like this and that we're doing this? We're having a good time and we deserve it. And I said, and just, so you know, you could die tomorrow. And so, <laughs> so the, next, the next day she was like, I think I want to have hats and shirts made that have Y D no Y C D T on them. You could <laughs> die tomorrow. So, Hey, live it up. Enjoy yourself. Don't worry about making a fool out of yourself. Have some fun because you could die tomorrow. So no regrets. So that's what I do now. I'm kind of like, eh, <laughs> eh. yeah. Eh. I love it. I yeah. love it. So whatever, you know, make a fool out of yourself. You're not, as long as you're not hurting anybody. Right. So, well, so what you're doing a dance that people think you look like an idiot. So what? You Have you, do you watch, did you used to watch Seinfeld? I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you're gonna that, that's all it. I need to say. Yeah. In fact, I just, she's dancing, Barbara's dancing. I just talked to my husband about this and it's about Seinfeld. So for those of you who don't watch Seinfeld, I guess you can forward through this. But I said to him today, I said, do you know that ever since the episode about sparing a square, can you spare a square? Do you know what this one is? Okay, you're gonna love it. Um, So there's an episode where Elaine goes to the bathroom and there's no toilet paper. Yes. So she says to the lady in the stall next to her, stall next to her. Fair square. Yes. because of that episode, I now always go in to the bathroom and check if there's toilet paper first 
before I use it. <laughs> All the life lessons that we get from Seinfeld. I mean, and other I feel television like this, shows. <laughs> I feel like this next generation just <laughs> missing out. Like, you know, we've got like Full House. We got Seinfeld, we've got friends, we've got like all these old school step-by-step family matters. Like, I, know. I don't know. I grew up in that generation where it was like TGIF Friday after Friday oh, evening. Yeah. like, yep, gotta go watch my family matters and my step-by-step and my whatever, whatever. Every Wait, Friday. That's Urkel. Is that Urkel? Urkel. <laughs> was, did he always like, did I do that? <laughs> Can we just talk about TV shows we watch instead? Yes. (laughs) Which actually there are podcasts like that where they're actually reviewing like television shows and movies and things just for fun because it's just too fun. It is. It is. All right. Okay. So great tips. Um, The it's, is it called, I thought it was called the productivity podcast. Is it called the productivity show? It is called the productivity show by Asian efficiency. Got it. Um, yeah, so we, you recommend it. I recommend it. Like I said, I listened to a couple episodes. I thought it was very, there were very practical tips. Um, so I appreciate that. And hopefully I can learn more, um, so that I can like de-stress my life, uh, from all the stuff that I do, but yeah, I'm so glad that you shared that. And I hope that it's going to be in my top 10. Um, when I started this out, I really only had a top five but I'm slowly moving into a top 10 right now. So there are at least 10 podcasts in my library. And what I love about this is like you said, it's such a rabbit hole to go down. If for those of you who have like Apple podcasts and have to go through the genres. So if you're looking for business, I don't even know, is there a business category, Mm -hmm. um, career business? And then, you know, then the issue is, oh my gosh, like you listen to the first 10 minutes and you're like, no, that's not really good. I don't really like that. Or, and so this is the shortcut, right? Is that this is kind of like a recipe. Barbara's tried it. Um, it's delicious. And so (laughs) you should try it too. Just make sure you don't add too much salt or accidentally, you know, transpose the uh, onion powder for the garlic powder. Let's just. Hey, by the way, I'll, I'll answer the onion question you asked me before, but I'll, we'll do this out there because we're not talking about the pandemic. What pandemic? What? No, there's no pandemic. Anyway, Barbara, such a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you yeah. so much for inviting yeah and allowing me to do this even though I'm a podcast newbie yeah but this is great like I feel like if I've done anything on this planet because I could die tomorrow I can say (laughs) that I introduced Barbara to podcasts so you know that's you know she's now now it's good she's good she's set I was motivated to be on your show and I was like I gotta I gotta get on this podcast gravy train yeah Yeah, absolutely it's a good it's a good train Okay. All right. Well, hey, take care. And then I know that you and I are, are going to see each other soon, whether it's in another Zoom meeting or whatever, at something that we do in person in our little circle here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So, hey, for those of you who want to visit um, <laughs> Four Seasons, the Packers, nice people who say good morning, um, you want to live here. So, you do. You do. There you go. Here. That's the commercial for our area. Thank you. Thanks, Barbara. Thanks, Vince. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 
Hey guys, as usual, I really appreciate you listening to the show. As my guest list grows, I'm finding more podcasts to add to my own library. Hope you are too. Anyway, follow me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like the episodes, leave me a review so others can find me too. Also, because I'm an independent podcaster and not affiliated with a media company, I do everything on my own. If you'd like to support this podcast, feel free to buy me a coffee. See the show notes for details on how to do this. For everything else, like questions and suggestions, you can DM me on Instagram. I'll feature another episode next week, so make sure to come back and make time for some podcast therapy.